Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studios in Atlanta, it's time for On the Money, presented by Embassy National Bank. Now, here's your host, Joe Moss. Hi, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of On the Money, the number one small business podcast on Business Radio X. And we thank all of you for that. Uh, This show is sponsored by Embassy National Bank, and we discuss topics and uh, small business stories designed to help uh, small business owners succeed because Embassy National Bank loves to help small businesses. I am Joe Moss, your moderator and president of Embassy National Bank, and we come to you live from the global broadcast studios of Subaru of Gwinnett, a great facility, and... um, um, really glad that they are one of our sponsors. Today we're going to talk to a very interesting company that has had uh, plenty of ups and downs in their world. It's a company called Clear Skies Restoration. Owners are Brett Levine and Wilson George. How you guys doing? Doing fabulous. Doing well, Joe. Good, good. Um, tell us a little bit about Clear Skies Restoration. Brett, you want to run with that? Sure, absolutely. With Clear Skies Restoration, we are a full roofing and restoration company. We actually specialize in working with insurance companies, uh, clients' insurance companies, rather, to get um, uh, most clients' roofs approved by their insurance company. Um, the only thing that the clients uh, normally pay is their deductible. And um, this is a really tough industry to be in, isn't it? It, it is very difficult. It's a very competitive um, you deal with a lot of uh, insurance companies where they don't want to pay for a client's roof, so we're battling the insurance companies a lot of times, um, as well as uh, other roofing companies uh, as well. So what kind of strategies do you use with the insurance companies? Are you, become, are you trying to um, help them a little bit in order to get their attention, do a little, put a little sugar on it, or do you get combative, or how does all that work with an insurance company? Well, every insurance company is different. Um, every insurance company has different criteria for what they want to pay for a client's roof. Um, one of the insurance companies that's one of the hardest is Allstate. They're, a lot of times they'll deny a client's roof, um, whereas a lot of uh, other insurance companies, the same roof they'll actually pay for. So every adjuster is different. Every insurance company is different. It just depends on what's going on with that actual roof and that actual client's claim. Now, do you all run into the same adjuster from time to time? It depends on the area that we're working. Uh, it depends on the area that we're working. Um, if there's a heavy storm, uh, if a big storm has come through, we'll meet up with the same adjuster on uh, several homes uh, for the same insurance company. Uh, and so we do tend to build a, a good rapport with most uh, most insurance adjusters. And Atlanta is a good place for this kind of business because we do get our fair share of storms. Is that fair to say? Absolutely. We get storms every year. Sometimes uh, they cause more damage than others, but uh, we definitely have a lot of uh, hail and wind storms all the time in Metro Atlanta. And from our experience at our home, you really don't know whether you've got roof damage uh, until someone climbs up there and says, aha, you got roof damage. That's absolutely right, Joe. Um, the insurance company after a major hailstorm, they're not going to call you and say, Hey, we had a major hailstorm. Uh, would you like for us to come out and inspect your roof? It's you as the homeowner has to uh, have the due diligence to have a, a trusted contractor that knows what he or she's doing to come out there, do the inspection and actually, um, 
uh, follow the next steps, which would of course be calling the insurance company, filing a claim. We actually come out there, meet the client's insurance company. Um, and so we're up there on the roof with the client's insurance company to make sure that we get as much stuff paid for on that claim, whether it's the roof, gutters, interior, anything else that could be damaged by the storm. Now, does Clear Skies have, uh, do they, are they known to the adjusters that come to this area? So if they if they know they're going to be seeing you, that there's probably a, a rapport there, they can trust what you're telling them? It de- again, it depends on the storm, if, the, if there's been a lot of activity in the area. Um, Brett has a really good rapport with, with his experience in the industry. Brett's been doing this for eight plus years, I think. Uh, almost seven. Uh, for seven years. So Brett's Brett's uh, experience with, with the adjusters in the area is hands down more than mine. Um, so as time goes on, we, we do get that rapport going. So they, they know when we're up on that roof, if, if we say that it's damaged nine times out of 10, what it is we're saying is correct. Yeah. What insurance companies do you guys enjoy dealing with? Well, I prefer, I mean, some of the best are Chubb. They actually, um, they, they insure million-dollar homes and up. That's probably my favorite insurance company to deal with. Um, you know, State Farm most of the time is, is good to deal with. Liberty Mutual most of the time is good to deal with. Um, some years Travelers is, some years Travelers isn't. They, they, they tend to switch. Um, so it, it really depends on what year it is. Um, I don't know. Um, there's a lot of stuff in the news right now with um, with uh, Allstate and some of these other insurance companies denying claims on the discontinued Atlas Chalet uh, shingle. So that's another um, thing that we deal with in our industry. It's a discontinued shingle. A lot of clients don't know if they have that shingle on their roof. You can't do a repair on it. So these insurance companies a lot of times will actually pay to do a repair. Um, and there's a big thing with the insurance commissioner going on right now uh, with that as well. Well, that's interesting because... Uh a homeowner's insurance policy comes up every year for renewal. And um, one of the considerations that a homeowner probably doesn't think about is if something happens, who is going to be the best to deal with if something happens? So they probably ought to, is there a way they can, uh, uh, they can call you guys and say, what are your experiences if I have roof damage? What are your experiences with people that will pay? But is there a place out there that a customer can go and look up data like that? As far as uh, which insurance companies are better than others, not, not, you know, there may not be any a database that I know. There's a lot of stuff on the Internet that people Google and, and post as far as that goes. But unless you've experienced all the different insurance companies, because there's hundreds of different insurance companies, and there's some insurance companies that are in other states that aren't here in Georgia that I've dealt with as well. So it, it really just depends on how much experience you have with these actual insurance companies. Well, I would certainly, for anybody out there that's thinking about redoing their policy, they probably ought to call you and and ask you, give you a little input on who some of the better insurers are in the area because you certainly have a a bird's eye view of that. Without a doubt, we'd definitely be able to help people out with that um, as far as that goes. Um, Not only adding a new roof, I mean, to the house, it, it, it increases the value of the home. It's a good selling point. We work with a ton of real estate agents. Uh, as well. Um, we do free inspections on properties they may have listed and the homeowners most of the time want to f- go through with filing a claim so that we can put a new roof on that house because of course it adds value and it's a great selling point um, to um, to the house as well. Okay. How did you s- 
how'd you start the business? So why did you start the business? Well, that's a great question. Um, I actually worked for another roofing company. Uh, the company was doing about $14 million a year in sales, huge company, and it was totally mismanaged and the company sunk like the Titanic. Um, I was actually forced to uh, start my own company per se. Um, I ended up losing out on a, a lot of commissions that were owed to me and it was a very, very bad experience. So I said to myself, I want to start a company that's done right, that's not mismanaged, that the sales guys are treated well and fair, and that's going to be long lasting. And uh, three years later, we're still in business and we're still rocking and rolling. And uh, Wilson, how did you get um, involved in Clear Skies? I was actually working for a marketing company uh, at the at the time, and uh, Brett uh, was a... Uh, a, a mutual friend. I met him through a mutual friend. And, uh, when, when he came with the idea of clear skies, I, it was a great idea. I had never been in the industry before, uh, something I was extremely interested in. Uh, and the rest was pretty much history. I had a background in operations management, uh, being in the military. So we have, have worked so well together throughout the years. We've been able to build, through all the good and the bad, uh, a, a, a successful, long-standing company so yeah. far. And uh, what roles do you play? I think I can guess, but why don't you tell me? I think, Brett, you're probably the sales marketing sales guy. Uh, Wilson, you're probably more operational, getting everybody out on the site kind of person. I'm more operations, customer service, okay. uh, personnel management, and, and Brett would be the sales. And um, <clears throat> how do you... How do you, uh, on a day-to-day -day basis, how do you guys run the business? Uh, do you, are you collectively in an office? I mean, do you, are you um, separated? Do you, is it a day-to-day -day contact? How do you manage the day-to-day -day business between yourselves? Every, every day is different. It, it depends really how many roofs we have going on or what exactly we have going on with sales guys and our sales force. Um, we, we both have home offices that we do a lot of work out of. Um, as well we have an office in south carolina so we are licensed up there um as well um as our office here in alfreda georgia um it depends on production so um we do, we do a ton of roofing but we also do kitchen remodels um and other things in the restoration business pipe bursts that have have flooded kitchens so we have one of those going on this week that we're dealing with so it really depends on the customer we're dealing with um the issue with his or her home um, uh, sales guys, uh, meeting with, uh, adjusters because we don't know every day we may have an adjuster meeting, but we don't know what day or time that's going to be. So it, when we come out to a client's house and file a claim for wind or hail damage to the roof, we don't know for, for a few days until when that, um, client's insurance adjuster is going to come out there. So our, our day is, uh, is fairly busy and day to day changes a lot as well. Mm -hmm. Um, what are some of the things that haven't worked that well in your business and how have you how have you uh, overcome them well one thing that hasn't worked well is is uh teaching other guys the the uh, the business per se teaching sales guys um how to do how to sell a roof and how to um um work in this industry um because it comes it comes back to bite us sometimes these guys have uh, started their own companies um, behind our backs, um, taking clients from us, 
snag deals. So it's just one of the things that that, that doesn't work all the time. See, and so that's so when when you say that it's not a training issue, it's not that we're not training them. It's that we're training them almost too well uh, because we have had uh, several people. We've trained them. They go out and they start their own company, so we end up training our own competition. All right. Um, you're listening to On the Money. We're talking to Clear Skies Restoration, and uh, we're going through their business model, um, getting into some detail of some of the wins and successes and some of the things that uh, they've had to deal with uh, uh, along the way. And we're talking about the, the sales force and overtraining people. Do you think you can overtrain people? I don't think that there is any way to ever overtrain somebody. Um, with, with our business, we want salespeople to come in and we want them to be successful. The more successful our salespeople are, the more successful we are as a company. Um, we want them to come in. We want them to be fruitful. Um, it's, uh, I think it's the grass is greener on the other side syndrome. Um, we have had several people who have come in, been extremely successful, decide they're going to do their own thing, and then three months later call us back looking for a job again. Um, and at that point, it's a loyalty issue. Um, I'm a military guy. Brett wasn't. Um, I take loyalty very seriously. Uh, we're a family. Uh, that's how we, we do things, and that's that's why we run as smoothly as we do. So... Uh, we want our salesmen to be successful, so we'll train them as well as Brett has trained me uh, and as well as he's trained himself. So I don't think we can overtrain. I don't think you can either, and you're talking about an issue that hits any company out there. Um, in the banking world, we train lenders all the time, and then they'll go other places and train people. Um, so, I mean, it's, uh, you know, Emmett, imitation is the best form of flattery so the more you train you know the better you're making the industry and i guess the issue you have is there tends to be a low barrier of entry for someone to get in this business uh, you mentioned license they have to be licensed uh with the state of georgia is that correct in georgia they do not require a roofing license uh in georgia in south carolina where our other offices they do um, they don't even require workers' comp or general liability in Georgia. Our company, of course, does have workers' comp and liability. So that's a real good question. If you're if you're talking to a roof salesman, is um, are you in other states and are you licensed in other states? But do you follow um, the rules of the road of of typical licensing? Which is, do you have workers' comp? Do you have performance bonds? How do I know that you're just not someone in the with a you know a a ladder and a truck, you know, so those are good questions to ask a potential salesman. Absolutely. And that, you know, gives a lot of roofing companies a bad name because there are, you know, in the industry, some that, that aren't licensed, of course, and aren't, don't have insurance and don't have workers comp. Um, and, and the guys that are doing the right thing, it, it, it makes us look bad sometimes. And, um, um, do you, do you have people sign non-competes when you start, when they start the salespeople? Absolutely. Yeah. Have they worked? The thing with the non-compete, and as most people know, Georgia is a right-to-work state. Right. Um, so a non-compete is a great piece of paper, um, but essentially that's what it boils down to at the end of the day. It's a great piece of paper. Um, but if people want to fight that end of the day, 
a court's normally going to side with the employee unless they've taken a trade secret correct correct and um um because of the the business that you're in there's probably not much that you can protect given the the type of work that you're in uh, unless i'm wrong there is what we do is is i i would love to glorify it more than than what it is uh but it's just about anybody can do it as long as you're not afraid of heights um and and you have a drive to go out and work and and work hard it's not it's not easy it's not for everybody but you you have to you have to have that drive uh to go out and do it so so if um what what have you tried to do to make yourselves look different because you're a company in a very competitive industry much like banking is I mean, whenever there's a bank on every street, what do you try to do to make yourselves look different? I know one thing that we do is we uh, we work with a lot of high-end homeowners. Um, when people that have these multimillion-dollar homes, they want to deal with someone that's presentable, that knows product knowledge, that's going to take care of their home um, the way they would take care of, uh, of their own home as far as that goes. So that's one of the things um, that we do. The other thing is... We do a lot of specialty roofs, um, tile, cedar shake, slate, which are um, a, a lot of those roofs are, are pretty rare here in Georgia. But we have the knowledge and the experience of doing those types of roofs um, here in, in Atlanta and, of course, South Carolina as well. So not every roofing company can do those. Um, and a lot of roofing companies can do roofs. A lot of roofing companies don't and can't work with the insurance companies to get claims approved. That's the, one of the hardest things about this business is uh is getting we've had some really really huge residential claims as well as um it's you know um expensive uh commercial claims and it's just a lot of times convincing the insurance companies to pay a quarter million dollars or whatever the claim may be is not the easiest thing to do in the world um there's certainly got to be a talent to point out exactly what the insurance company needs to hear i would think it's it's definitely not easy, and it's it's taken a lot of experience over the years and learning what adjusters want and what the insurance companies how they work, because um, a lot of times they definitely don't want to pay for a claim. Now, um, uh, do you have your own installation crews? We have all of our guys are subcontractors. They've been with us for a while. Um, we have a ton of different crews. We have gutter crews, roofing crews, painters, drywallers, flooring, cabinet companies. So we, they're all subcontractors um, for us, but they've been with us for years. So that's the business model that you – some some people put people – like some builders put their all their labor on their payroll so they can count on them. But your business model is, is to go the subcontractual route. And how do you make sure um, – that you keep your subcontractors loyal. How does all that work? Well, actually, for our, our roofing crews, uh, a lot of them actually work for multiple different roofing companies. Um, you know, if we can only do a, co- a few roofs a week and we're slow, you know, they're gonna they want to stay busy every every day of the week, six days a week, or seven days a week, whatever the case may be. So, which is fine, but they they understand that we're giving them continuous work, so they're gonna ske- work with our schedules and our roofing crews. They have a lot of different uh, crews. So we we uh, we're able to handle that. So when uh, when these folks get a call from you, um, what do you do for them uh, that keep them loyal to you over another roofing company? We pay quick. 
as soon as they s submit their invoice, we, we pay within a few days, if not the same day. A lot of companies, uh, one of the f former companies I was with, paid every paid the subs two weeks. Uh, subcontractors in this business don't like to get paid every two weeks. They want to get paid as soon as they turn an invoice in. Well, yeah, because they've got the, their own payroll to meet. Absolutely. Um, um, who handles all the uh, the marketing and social media? Is that collectively done? between the two of you we actually have a great social media uh manager her name's anna moss and she does a lot of uh, social media for us and uh i've noticed i got a pop-up on facebook one day that told me everything there would needed to know about you guys so whatever you're doing seems to be really working it's definitely working yeah um what other ways do you go get leads what other methods do you use you said you come from that business so what's how do you do that we actually we are uh, we work with a uh, telemarketing company and they're located out of Chicago, Illinois, and uh, they focus in on areas that we give them either by zip code or city, um, according to um, home cost, uh, shingle type, uh, any specifics that we give them, um, age of the roof, all these things they have, uh, they follow the dialing policies and everything else because i was their probably their worst nightmare when when i vetted them so um i was very specific with the do not call list and everything else so was well, telemarketing a viable way to get leads i don't like talking to those people for with us with the the cost ratio that for for the number of leads that we get if we make one sale off of off the amount of leads that we get we actually cover the cost of our leads um what it is we pay so uh anything else that we get we're good with so we're actually on about what um 10 20 percent return something like that so okay. we actually do pretty well with the leads um which telemarketing leads it's it can be difficult during storm season telemarketing leads can be extremely beneficial okay because people want to hear because they that want story. that as soon as that phone call comes in if you're especially if you're the first person to get it they'll set up that appointment and we can go right out there and then we're on that street do they have the ability to <clears throat> show that it's a uh roofing repair or restoration company calling yes the, they can actually use our office number and put that into their dialer okay. okay so that's why they're picking up the call because they see oh here's a somebody that can help me correct and and with the way now auto dialer systems work it's, it's they're so sophisticated now you can plug in any number you want and it will actually show up on your caller ID. Sure, kind of like a Google phone. Yes, exactly. Okay. Um, well, let's go back. Uh, so from a marketing standpoint, which I guess is so important since you're in the business, the industry is so competitive. So uh, you use a lot of social media, which I guess is um, LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, do a lot of work Instagram. on your website, Instagram. Um, and, um, and then you use the telemarketing what about uh mailers have you do mailer we've used mailers before they're they're expensive and you yeah, get about four or five bucks on a envelope, very right? small return the best way that we generate business other than referrals is actually uh soliciting if we're if we're in a neighborhood and we just did uh, mr smith's roof you know 
we're, we're able to go up to the next door neighbor and introduce ourselves and let them know, hey, we just did Mr. Smith's roof. We just got everything approved by his insurance company. It cost him little to no money out of pocket. Would you like a free roof inspection? And everyone would, you know, likes free stuff. So to get a free, well, you know, a brand new roof to little to no money out of pocket, it, it's a no-brainer. It got my ear because we didn't even know we had damage. And the next thing I know, three weeks later, I got a brand new roof. Now, that was 15 years ago, but uh, that's why a lot of folks don't know that they actually may have roof damage. Until they have an inspection done by someone that's certified and knows how to look for hail and wind damage, they're not going to know. A lot of people think, oh, my roof's not leaking. I don't have any any damage. Well, the reason the insurance companies pay for full roof replacements is so that they can avoid the interior damage that's going to happen from the hail and from the wind eventually. That's interesting. So it can be preventive damage as well. Absolutely. Okay. Um, so, hey, get a, get a roof inspection. What can you have to, what do you have to lose, right? Nothing to lose at all. Nothing We're, to lose at all. Okay. Um, now, um, what were, when you first started, what was your mood like? Were you scared? Were you nervous? Or did you have, were you excited? Um, tell us about all that. There was a, there was a lot of emotions, um, that I had going on. I was excited because I was, a I I was starting my own company and I was doing something that I love. But of course, at the same time, I was, I was worried. Well, what if I fail? Well, what if, you know, I start this company and, and it doesn't succeed? How am I going to pay, you know, my mortgage? How am I going to take care of my daughter? How am I going to do all these things? So of course all that, but I always believed in myself because I'd always been successful in this business. Um, I was the top producer at, at the company I worked for. Um, I did 1.2 million in sales my first year in the business. So I had that in my mind knowing, hey, if I can sell for this company and make X amount of dollars, I know I can start my own and be super successful as well. Uh, this is On the Money brought to you by Embassy National Bank. And we're talking to uh, uh, the owners of Clear Skies Restoration, Brett Levine and uh, Wilson George. So, Wilson, when you made the, the decision to come over and, and start with Brett, what was that decision like for you? It was really a no-brainer for me. Um, Brett, Brett is a great salesman. Um, if, if you sit down and talk to Brett for, for five minutes, um, Brett's very intelligent. He's articulate. Uh, when he laid down uh, the business model, uh, it made sense. Um, it was... It was definitely a moneymaker um, and and something that that seemed to fit with my ideal. I like to wear jeans and a T-shirt every day. Um, this was a job that I can do that with. Um, so with, with that being said and the fact that Brett's more outward going personality and my customer service aspect he and i just mesh extremely well um and we we've been able to uh to make that work extremely well well um brett what do you think makes a good salesman someone that knows product knowledge and that's going to take care of the client's needs and bingo so they don't necessarily have to be pushy they don't have to go for the throat what i look for is someone that's got really good product knowledge and someone Absolutely. that i know is going to that I have a good feeling that they're gonna they're gonna take care of me, without a doubt. And um, um, I I think that's real important because um, a lot of folks think that sales is being pushy, but um, 
over the years I've been told I was a good salesman and I don't think of myself as a salesman, but apparently knowledge and, and, uh, style and everything just, just, uh, um, makes people comfortable with other folks and therefore you are a good salesman. Yes. I'm, I, I treat people the way I want to be treated and I take care of the client's home just like it was my own. And, and that speaks volume when, um, someone, when we do a good job on a client's home, they refer us to their friends, their family, their neighbors. And, and, and that's kind of how we've built this business. Now client referrals is a great way to get new business. And how active is that for you? Very, very active. Our, our phones ring all the time with referrals. That's where we get most of our business, uh, from is, uh, is referrals. And some people think that, uh, the best way to get new business is to go out and do a lot of sales. But my experience, the best way to get new business is do a great job on the bit on the business that you have and the, and the rest will take care of itself. It always seems to do that. It always does. Now, do you pay referral fees to we your do. customers? We, okay. we do. We do pay a referral fee. So, um, you know, we've, we've sent some, um, a lot of real estate agents, uh, we've sent a ton of referral fees to, uh, to them that because they know so many people, they're so networked in. So it, it only makes sense, but absolutely. Another uh, client that uh, we have that's been on the show a couple of times has got a very active uh, client referral program, and um, um, uh, it's just he he doesn't do that much advertising. It's mostly all client referral, um, and in fact, in in our in my days of consulting, we built a very successful bank consulting practice. We never did one convention, never send out any. We sent out a couple letters, but most of it was asking someone to pick up the phone and refers to a couple people. And uh, it just it just snowballs. We have tons of clients that, that we did such a good job with their roof that they've referred us to all their neighbors and friends and pretty much their whole Rolodex. Right, and that's a lot of times small business people don't ask for that. So you, at the end of the job, do you sit down and say, would you refer me to somebody? Absolutely. We, we do that most all the time with all of our clients because everyone knows someone. Yeah, and I, I think that is so powerful that a lot of folks don't even think to ask for that referral, which is kind of interesting to me. Sure. Yeah. Um, what keeps you up at night? What keeps me up at night? In the, biz- in the business, <laughs> in the in the business. Well, um, that's a great question. You know, it's it, this business is a very very stressful. Um, um, if a if a a client, you know, our our business is slow paying. Our our proceeds come from the insurance company, so um, it takes a while to get paid on on our jobs a lot of times because. Uh, clients have checks made out to them in the mortgage company. They have to send the check to the mortgage company. Sometimes it could take six months or six months or more to get paid on a job. So that's extremely stressful. Um, sometimes if there's a hiccup on a job, which happens, it's a construction business. Uh, of course that can stress, uh, stress me out as well. And, uh, what about you, Wilson? Heavy rain on a brand new roof will stress me out more than anything else, especially if the, the crew says, no, no, no. We're only going to take off half the roof today. Um, uh, and, and that, that is extremely stressful. Um, wondering if the roof's going to leak or something else, because it ends up falling back on us as a company. Once we put hands on that roof, 
um, it, it's it's our responsibility. So uh, Brett and I take a lot of care. So we're we're always out on these jobs uh, from the second a cruise there. Uh, we're probably the last people. One of us is one of the last people there to make sure that everything's <laughs> secure for the evening. No nails in the driveway and what we call dried in. So there's either roofing felt and or shingles or tarp in place if there's a threat of rain. And uh, going back to the cash flow issue, um, I think everybody needs to listen to this. So what I heard earlier is when the uh, installer gets done, you got to write him a check because he's got all those mouths he's got to feed. That's correct. You don't get paid three to six months, sometimes even longer. Sometimes, that is correct. Okay. How do you bridge that? What type of methods do you use? Well, I'm I'm very frugal, and there's been some weeks where it hasn't been enough money to pay me, but I make sure my my subcontractors and my operations manager and everyone underneath me gets paid. Okay. And it's part of being an entrepreneur. Do you all use debt? Um, I haven't. I, I I have access to it, but um, you know, I have business lines of credit if need be. And. Uh, Wilson, are you involved in the financial piece of it or just operations and marketing? I enter in some of the uh, the information into QuickBooks. We do have a financial firm that we utilize to to keep track of most of it. So you've been able to do all this out of cash flow? Yes. Are there instances where you think using debt would be better? No, I would prefer to do it out of cash flow because I, I don't have to pay interest and, and I know that it's, it's paid and, and done for. And... Um, your very um, your business stops if it rains. Is that fair? So if I got if if like the last a month ago, how many days in a row did it rain? <laughs> a yes. month straight almost. It seemed like <laughs> it, it, it does stop. Thing, things stop. And um, but despite all that, you've been able to keep all this going. Is that a measure, Is that an indication of your frugality? That, uh, that your, has a your lot business to do. model, etc. That has a lot to do with it. There's other things that we do just because it rains doesn't mean we don't stop working. We're on the phones with insurance companies trying to settle claim. Uh, Wilson's on the phone with mortgage companies trying to get money released. Um, I'm figuring out ways how to drum up new business when the rain clears. So there's there's a lot of stuff that we do even though uh, when it rains. And there's other areas of Georgia where it's not raining. That's, That's true too. So uh, I, I just keep thinking of Georgia. A lot of this is a problem everybody has. Everybody just thinks of Georgia as metro Atlanta. But we got a pretty big state. I guess there's damage everywhere, right? Correct. So uh, other than metro Atlanta, where have you managed to uh, hang your hat? Uh, Albany was uh, probably the, the largest uh, the past year. We were, we were down there for four or five months maybe longer than that yeah we did a, a bunch of roofs we did a, a lot of churches down there uh we we uh we did a lot of work in albany georgia how did you get into that market um we actually uh, some of our sales guys that we had um actually were from albany okay so when the hailstorm hit there they knew everyone and their brother down there so we went down there and just started selling roofs and uh got referrals we have a, a few close friends that actually uh lived down there and and just worked for referrals and uh, and did a, a very good job down there. A lot of people in Atlanta don't even know where Albany is. It's tough to get to, isn't it? It's a three-and-a-half-hour drive. It's, and not, it's, it's not a fun drive, I'll tell you that. And it's not down the interstate. <laughs> no, yeah, you got to right. take some back roads to get there. Right, okay. Um, and you mentioned going into South Carolina. What drove you to to that particular strategy? When I first started in this business, uh, when I worked for the other company in 2010, uh, a huge hailstorm hit Greenville, South Carolina. 
and it was it was my favorite hailstorm to work. I, I learned the most. Um, I, I I just I really succeeded up there. And the market is way different than Atlanta. People are way more friendlier in Greenville, South Carolina, than when you knock on their door than they are here in Atlanta. They're more apt to uh, to listen to you. And so um, Columbia and uh, upstate Greenville, South Carolina, got hit with a hailstorm in 2014. 2014. 2014. So we decided uh, to go up there and scout it out, and uh, we got some big deals up there, and um, we just decided to, to keep our office open up there. So um, it's it's a good market. I think it'll always be a good market, and, and it just it worked out well for us. When you go into that market, what do you do? Do you start by knocking on a door? We start with telemarketing, and we also start by knocking on doors where we know we have um, – uh, weather tracking software where we know the hail and the wind has has um, messed up a city or a whole county and we're able to to zoom in and, and focus on that entire area okay um if uh, i'll let both of you answer this question brett if you have some advice to a young uh well not have to be young but someone who has got a business idea and is uh thinking about jumping out there and getting it done what kind of advice would you give them right now I'd say follow your heart, and if it's something you truly believe in and it's something that, that, that you love to do, I would say go for it. Wilson? I would say cross your T's, dot your I's, make sure you have everything planned out, uh, make sure you have a little extra money in the bank, and then go where your heart leads you. Definitely do it. Definitely do it. You don't know if you're going to succeed unless you give it a shot. And a lot of times that's hard for people, isn't it? Absolutely, it is. Absolutely, uh, entrepreneurism entrepreneurialism is not made for everybody. Some of us best stay kind of stay away. And we've had conversations here about whether to make it a business versus keep it a hobby and and that type of thing. And um, uh, a lot of people make the mistake of trying to turn a hobby into a business. Um, clearly, this has never been a hobby. This is. This is something you're good at that you got to be technically inclined to do and, and a good product knowledge. Um, so um, it looks like that from what it sounds like, you guys have got a, um, uh, a great future given uh, where you've come from and, and what some of your plans are going forward. Absolutely. Um, we'll, our plans going forward are to, uh, to expand um, you know, and, and, and grow the business. We'd like to be in multiple states uh, in the next few years uh, and, of course, have uh, a, a much bigger sales force um, as well as um, getting into the uh, more commercial side of it than residential. Um, there, Obviously, there's a lot more money in the commercial side of it than there is residential, so we'd like to do a lot more commercial um, as far as that goes. And uh, um, what about the actual non-weather-related restoration business? That's something that that kind of pops our way. We um, there's a lot of that doing, going on in there, this town. There's a ton of that going on, and uh, we're doing a lot of uh, water remediation and mold remediation stuff as well uh, here lately. Pipe burst, um, um, a lot of a lot of that. I actually ended up uh, remodeling my entire kitchen because the dishwasher flooded. Basement and, remodels and basement remodels as well. Well, gosh, we've had our basement flood three times. Those are not fun days, and but it's good to have folks like you that'll come out and just get it done. Absolutely, my uh, my cell phone is is always on for for people to give me a call. Um, my number is four zero four five five two eight one four two. If anyone has any questions or would like a free roof inspection or would like to know 
uh, more about our company. We're, we're always here to help, and um, we look forward to uh, to working with with anyone. Well, I appreciate it. Um, we've got uh, we run out of time. I think it's been a great conversation. Some of the things that you've uh, run across and how you've uh, overcome the obstacles, and that's a lot of what we do on this show is try to give little people uh, give people some uh, examples of real life experience and and how to get around that. Um, but one thing that's impressed me is your product knowledge, and uh, the other thing is you may not know if you have roof damage. And it's not going to cost you anything to get an inspection. So just call him, call Brett, call Wilson, get a roof inspection. You, what do you have to lose? And they're the best at it. So, um, well, that's the end of the show. Thank you guys for being being on the air. Thank you for having us. Thank and, you. And um, their website is uh, clearskiesrestoration.com. Uh, Brett Levine and Wilson George. And uh, as Brett indicated, the phone number 404-552-8142. So, well, listen, that's our show for today. Thanks, guys, for being on. Um, and uh, uh, as you know, we are the number one small business show on Business Radio X, and we're presented by Embassy National Bank. Um, our Twitter is on underscore the underscore money, and then the number one. Uh, you can listen to any of our episodes at onthemoney.businessradiox.com. Uh, we're out there on uh, iTunes, so look at look for onthemoney.businessradiox on iTunes. And uh, we're also um, uh, streaming on uh, YouTube these days, so go to the um, Gwinnett, uh, uh, Business Radio X Gwinnett Studios on uh, YouTube, and you'll see uh, the streams of On The Money. And... Um, so um, until next time, I'm Joe Moss at Embassy National Bank. And a couple things that uh, we like to, um, to leave you with, uh, and I've got another one to add today, thanks to these guys. Um, be careful out there. That's the first thing we always say. Leave fear in the back seat. We talked about that a little bit today. Stay authentic. We uh, learned that last week. And I guess the, the thing I'm going to add is get to know everything about your product because that's what makes a good sales strategy is the knowledge of the product that you're selling. So until next time, good to, good to be with everybody, and we will see you next time. Thank you very much.